Well, joining us now, a very special guest, Shobha Gupta. Shobha Gupta has been Bilkis Banu's lawyer for decades. She's fought uh, a relentless battle for justice. Um, Ms. Gupta, you know, the battle initially to get justice for Bilkis took so many years, and then there was justice. And then that seemed to have disappeared when these men came out of jail. Uh, is Bilkis satisfied now that once again there is justice before her and that the majesty of the Supreme Court has ruled? Vishnu, the problem is I can barely hear you. You can just, the volume can be increased. We'll increase, we'll increase that, but I'll speak a bit louder. Can you give, share with us Bilkis Bano's reaction? She's elated. She is very satisfied, happy. She has tears, but tears of satisfaction, sigh of relief. Satisfaction, contentment. I don't know when, whether I can call it joy or not, but yes, satisfaction. She is happy that justice is done, justice prevailed, and the rule of law has been upheld. Shobhaji, the Supreme Court said that the exemption order lacks competence, and they berated the Gujarat government for passing such an order without application of mind. Very strong words. Um, how would you react to some of the key points mentioned by the court, which applies not only to Bilkis Bano, but is perhaps a message in other such cases as well? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, the position of law had been same, that it cannot be a mechanical exercise, it cannot be something either to give favor or just to rule out. Uh, without application of mind. So there has to be a due application of mind. The factors have been laid down even before. But in the present case, you know, everything was so glaring. Even the mistakes which have been committed were glaring were, were on, face of it, on the face of it. So it's not as if, you know, you, you did not need the rocket science to understand what mistakes they had. It was a favored decision taken. Uh, they have the government, the state of Gujarat, had used the order dated 13th of May to give them remission, treating the said order as if a mandate to grant remission. And despite the fact that every single stakeholder said no, had opined negatively, still they process further, as a matter of fact, except Radhesham, nobody else approached Supreme Court. Still, they had process, proceeded further as if there was a direction for all. And how come the decision of those stakeholders changed in few months? So much so that there was an argument and which we now dealt with and uh, very heavily uh, responded to by the court. That it could be any magistrate, it could be any district judge. So, apparently it was a decision, you know, as if a decision taken first and process applied later. And if I dare say unmindfully. No, and, and ma'am, you aren't saying unmindfully. The court has, uh, has made some fairly strong remarks. The court, for example, said that the exercise of power by the state of Gujarat is an instance of usurpation of power and an abuse of power. Uh, that's the bottom line, that you can't just 
decide to do something which is devoid of any law so you know they had an excuse to say we have a direction by the supreme court supreme court said by the earlier order of uh, 13th of may 2022 that the state of gujarat is the go ahead shobha ji we can hear you yeah go ahead yeah court has been dealt with this aspect that if you had taken an objection before can you hear me yes i can if, if the state of gujarat had taken an objection in that radhesham's repetition that we are not the appropriate government law is clear the provision of law is clear the law laid down by supreme court is clear on that aspect including the five judges bench judgment in sri sriharan then how come the state of gujarat not file a review petition but proceeded to implement that order not only implementing in terms of entertaining the application of radhesham but application of rest of them also and then showing that jet speed to proceed further and suddenly overnight the opinion of everybody changed and there is no reasons why how come suddenly the opinion of all the stakeholders changed shobhaji the... during course of arguments sure. you have cbi opinion coming through which is again changed so you know that's why i say the things are so glaring but shobhaji tell me this you know the panel justified approving uh, ma'am uh, why don't i just ask you a quick question now in the process of the release of these men earlier on the panel justified approving this release of the convicts saying that there were sanskari brahmins who had already served 14 years in prison and had displayed good behavior number one uh, what does them being brahmins or uh, any other caste or whatever it is have to do with the case number one and number two was it not always strange that all of them displayed good behavior at the same time and all of them got out and except this line good behavior you would not find anything uh, in the file of remission of all of these convicts that what exactly is that everybody turned saint and what exactly was the like what was that change of behavior because when we were doing the matter when the notices were issued we have seen all kind of tricks applied by them so do the good behavior people does that the way like summons were uh, notices were ignored their deliberate attempt to delay the proceedings uh, nothing was reflecting like what was the reflection of the good behavior and my my point is like whether the good behavior alone assume they had become saint still could the remission come in their way giving the facts of this case the barbaric crime they had committed you know ma'am the convicts when they were released were given a hero's welcome there were garlands there was uh, there were sweets they were seen sharing a stage with uh, with an mp i believe and an mla do you believe that this was you know an entire travesty the celebration of the release of men who were involved in one of the most horrific crimes of the gujarat riots and they were being garlanded so that was you know uh, putting salt over injury like uh, 
that that not only the release but that added uh, salt to injury when they the celebrations were projected like this i am not and i'm i don't know what are those people going to do now should they god knows what what is the procedure now when they are going to surrender pursuant to the direction of this court uh, the judgment of the honorable supreme court let them uh, stage some show even for that god knows like what to say as a lawyer that was shobha ji as i understand it they are going to challenge this order of the supreme court uh, in, sorry as i understand it they are going to challenge this order of the supreme court which is a process and that they are going to try and push whatever they can uh, you know to to avoid going back to jail but that's a process uh, no 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 uh, but you know uh, when it comes to the direction to surrender that is only two weeks time given yes 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 So and in two weeks they would need to surrender, to... and they would try and appeal. Yeah, That's what their lawyer has told me. Unless, yeah. unless they are filing a review petition and court is entertaining, and they are given a stay, which is perfect. We have never seen some kind of you know stays coming through in matters like this, and a detailed judgment of this nature. So I don't see any possibility where they can avoid surrender. Yep. You know, Shobaji. Another point in this, which we've discussed in the past. Sure, I understand, Shobaji. You know, when these convicts were released, Bilkis was, <laughs> had not even been told. I mean, this came as a bolt out of the blue that the men who'd raped her, people who were involved in murders in that entire case around her, were released, and she had no idea. She was not told. There was a security concern for her as well. Can you just repeat the last line? There was a security concern for her as well when they were released. She wasn't told. Absolutely, security concerns. You know, they revisited those last seventeen years. The first question was, should we again go for hiding? And they went for hiding. As a matter of fact, they were fearful about their children. They were fearful about themselves. you know in 2019 judgment of supreme court when they were granted the highest compensation ever she was granted uh court had noted that she lived a life of nomad for 17 years and the first first concern was are we going to relive that period are we going to again live a life of nomad and what do we do with the education of the children but they actually went in for uh, hiding for some time And so there was serious, serious concern not only for them, but the entire locality. Yeah, uh, ma'am. You know, it's been such a long battle for you as well, and I really appreciate you you joining us, uh, and and you know, I mean, and sharing what Bilkis is feeling now. There's that sense of relief, uh, and hopefully, you know, justice will. Uh, you know, ju- justice has prevailed. It's taken time, so much time, but there is justice. and for our viewers before i go on to my next interview a reminder for those who weren't there or didn't follow this closely bilkis bano was 21 years old she was 5 months pregnant she was gang raped while fleeing during the communal riots that broke out after the fire in the sabarmati express in which 59 car sevaks were killed her 3 year old daughter was among the seven family members slaughtered in the riots one of the most horrific instances ever reported in independent india there is justice once again for bilkis bano 
Uh, Shobhaji, thank you very much for being with us.